0: Me, me 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 oh
1: oh are are we are we are we live are we live oh yeah we are live me 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 oh wait
0: um
1: anyway what's up Vibes Nation welcome back to uh I, perhaps the final episode of Seven Ls uh I think maybe maybe we'll do like a recap uh of the series in general or something like that um. And who knows? Maybe we'll continue this uh, show for the spinoff when that does uh, arrive. But we are recapping the final episode of Game of Thrones uh, in in this particular episode. Um, And uh, as always, I am joined by Dane Alves. What up, Dane?
0: What is up, Nick? And let me just say that I am such a great Game of Thrones fan that I joined the 19.3 million viewers last night in the midst of a WWE pay-per-view. I stopped watching, said, <laughs> fuck you, WWE, which I've been saying that a lot lately. If anyone's a wrestling fan, you'll understand why. But <laughs> watch Game of Thrones and then jump right back on board with the pay-per-view flawlessly. But uh it's, yeah, man. Uh, funny enough. It's crazy.
1: I did I did the same exact thing.
0: Um I watched I think the first the three
1: quarters. Yeah, I watched the first 3 quarters of uh Milwaukee versus Toronto and then um I I've been DVRing every game of this playoffs just in case, you know. Um so I I paused that on on the DVR and then watched game of Thrones and then went back and finished uh that game. It ended up being a very good game, double overtime. Um so uh it was it was, it was definitely a a fun watch. But yeah, like I was like, dude, takes precedent. Like I I'll go back and watch you later, Milwaukee, Toronto. Like um but yeah, had had to had to sit down and watch Game of Thrones uh first. Um, um all right, man. Well, fuck. We're we're here. We cool. are at the end of a very, very, very long ride, one that I've been on for six years. I think I mean I started at the end of season three, so however however long that's been. Um, and I know you've been invested for a long time as well. Um, In season full. So yeah, man. Season full. Um, so yeah, we, uh, we are here. We're at the end. Um,
0: I, how do how do you want to do
1: this? Do you want to have like a broad strokes take before we get into the minutiae or do you just want to jump into the minutiae and we can, you know, go about it along the way?
0: Um, let's let's do the let, let's talk about our overall and then talk break it down sure. and then we'll talk about you know afterwards what we thought of the series I guess we can kind of go over that and where we think the the prequel or whatever what have you any extra bullshit yeah. will be at the end you know
1: indeed all right the floor is yours so it's up to oh
0: okay well the episode itself I like the episode I actually liked it a lot more the second time I watched it just now. Um, I cut it up into halves and shit like that. I watched I watched part of it. I fell asleep last night and then, you know, while doing stuff I caught like the rest of it. I kinda had to keep on fast forwarding. I just wanted to get to the big action moments. Uh probably not the best thing, but I enjoyed and saw things a little bit more so, uh, with doing that. Um, noticed things. Uh, but I think that this episode just lacks what the season lacks and that was A completion of more episodes to build within. Um, I think they kind of had, and I mean, we've called this out with the last episode and building up to the last episode. They had a rush around a lot, but a lot of the ground that they covered and a lot of the endings I thought were great. Um, Was I overall happy with the ending? Uh, There are some things that I wish I could play, uh, you know, Booker, if you will, and uh, kind (laughs) of change things, but I I think that uh, a lot of the stuff that they came out with for the ending itself, especially like what happens to the Stark kids uh, at the end of the story, uh, was actually really good. So, yeah, ups and downs. What about you? Uh yeah, I I
1: actually I mean I definitely enjoyed this episode more than the last one, which is it's kind of funny to me because I I I have to like take a step back from like the the. Like actual Game of Thrones community that like I follow pretty closely, and just look at general audiences um, for this. But like, I, I don't remember that many people like as far as like general audience type folk um, who aren't so heavily invested in in George R. R. Martin's um, story. Um, you know, uh, they didn't there wasn't nearly as much hate for last week's episode, which I think was much more warranted um, as there was for this week's episode. And I, I don't know. I think it's kind of weird. Um, You know, I, I agree with you um, though. Like I think they rushed. It's, it's undeniable that everything felt very rushed. Um, I mean, I think you could have, honestly, like you probably could have, Split up these last two seasons into like at least three seasons, if not four. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I just just in general, like um, the, the the last three episodes of this would conceivably be um, the the final book in George R. R. Martin's seven book. Uh, um, uh, 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 series, and it's crazy to think that you would try to like sum up a whole book in into seven episodes now like or i'm sorry three episodes um now that being said um you know i mean peop- they do that in movies all the time. But the big thing with George R. R. Martin because he had plenty of deals along the way with people trying to turn his work into a movie, and he didn't want to do it. And the reason that he finally said yes to um, D&D and HBO was because they were going to do this immersive series, Um, and uh, so the fact that they kind of – it, it, you know at the tail end decided that they just wanted to wrap everything up and and to basically put the final book into maybe a little longer than your average movie i think it would be about 4 hours of content um it's it, it, it's it's a bummer um like there and we'll get into more specifics when we when we talk about each different thing um but overall i agree with you i like i like where the characters ended up um, I liked. Uh, you know, uh, for just for the most part, I mean, there's there's no, I have no huge complaints about the the way that the show ended. Um, my complaint was well, it two with Lord be, of the Rings. Um, you mean having multiple endings or
0: ha- like? <laughs> Just the kind of the way they wrapped it up was very similar. I'm seeing a lot of symbolism of uh, certain things that happen in the end of Return of the King, compared to this like, sure, picture for with, picture.
1: Yeah, I mean, I could kind of see that. I mean, it's it's definitely got its differences, but it's like probably more. I mean, that probably the biggest. Yeah, the probably the biggest one is Arya sailing sailing west um, of Westeros. Uh, obviously, that's that's a probably a, a big allusion to Lord of the Rings, but that like to me that made so much sense for her character um and uh yeah i mean i yeah i mean i i don't that didn't that didn't bother me at all um again like the 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 way that these characters ended up for the most part the way the characters ended up uh at the end of the series um i was totally fine with it um, some would, some more so than others but none of them like frustrated me like none of them pissed me off like i i, I wasn't mad about any of them um it's just it is just looking back on it and looking at the ride that you know got us to this point and and thinking of all the various ways that they could have built it better and and just devoted more time to it um is, is what kind of Gets me, if you will. Um, but, hey, you know, I mean, they, I've said this uh, on this show a couple times. Um, I don't fault uh, Off and wise for wanting to move on and do other things. Um, I just wish that, you know, they, they I, I guess, could have handed it off to somebody else um, if, if they wanted to do that instead of rushing to, to finish it. Um, but, hey, we got what we got uh but anyway uh let's jump into the episode um so obviously we open with Tyrion and Jon and Davos walking through King's Landing um being you know basically burnt to a crisp um you know we 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 see the reactions on all of their faces um when when uh Tyrion you know decides to um You know, go to the Red Keep. Um, You know, John, you know, is basically like, look, like, let some of my men go with you. We don't, like, it may not be safe. Um, I mean, that, that gives you a lot of illusion right there um, as to, you know, what shit's about to go down. Um, And of course, you know, Tyrion refuses because he is going, he is, you know, a man on a mission trying to see if he can find, um, particularly his brother, but, you know, his brother and his sister. Um, And he finds them, and, uh, you know, obviously they're both dead. For anybody who thought maybe they're not dead going into uh, this episode, um, I I, I won't call you an idiot (laughs) because, um, you know, the the show has given us some swerves, but, um, I mean, it, it seemed pretty clear to me they were fucking dead. And they were, um, and, um, I think that was, you know, if Tyrion hadn't already reached his breaking point, that was the moment where he, he definitely reached, um, his breaking point, um, which, you know, then leads into, um, uh, a very powerful scene, uh, yeah, with, with uh Danny's speech. Um but I don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves. What did you think about just the opening um, you know, through those specific characters walking through King's Landing up until the point where Tyrion uh found Jamie and Cersei's body?
0: Oh man. Uh beautiful shots. Uh very well done. I mean well done. There was a bunch of people just burnt to a crisp. Maybe that's not the best set of words, but uh, uh, the first guy that, <laughs> that Tyrion the sees, set of that words. Just... I love puns. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, the guy that that Tyrion sees first, while uh, Davos and Jon are in the background, and he's literally just like making noises, and he's burnt to a crisp on his front and his back. And then he sees the mother and daughter that uh, Arya had seen. Um, just very, very. I, I liked uh, the uh, the imagery of Tyrion uh, passing that fallen bell. I thought that was very symbolic. Uh, yeah. Just, but man, and then then the little thing that happened between Grey Worm and um and uh, John, them wanting to execute the yeah. the Lannister men, and then the standoff with basically the Nordsmen and the Unsully and uh, Davos con- convinces John that's not worth it, and um. You know, I thought Grey Worm and him were going to throw hands a couple times this episode, actually. Um, One of them, I'm very surprised. We'll get to it. It's one of my problems, uh, if you will. But Tyrion finding his brother and sister, I thought that was a great shot. I'm so glad they weren't alive. That would have been so stupid. And uh, brilliant acting by Peter Dinklage, man. He's going to get that Emmy. That's all I got to say. He's going to do it again. Yeah. yeah, just even even the before we get to of course the uh, Dragon Queen and all of her gloriousness, him him parting the Red Sea, if you will, just come in between the Dothraki, you know, going between all of them. It just looked so. The symbolism and the cinematography is, is such a great thing that I don't think a lot of people besides like me, me, me and you, notice Nick, but such a great right. um, artistic factor within the episodes themselves. And uh, yeah, then we get to I'll, I'll let you take back over, but we get to. Uh, Darth, uh, Darth Daenerys, if you will. (laughs) Yeah. Um, well, yeah, just real quickly. Uh, yeah,
1: I, I, I did love the scene, um, between, uh, John and Grey Worm. Um, it was totally John. Um, that is absolutely what he would do. Um, and I feel like at this point in time, it's what Grey Worm would do. Um, I, uh, I do have some, Notions about what Grey Worm wouldn't do as far as moving forward, but we'll get there. Um, but uh, but yeah, um, I mean he's he's basically like this is what our queen demands, and I think again it starts to set the wheels in motion. Um, you know, as far as what has to happen, um, and I think that was a, a you know a, a very important scene within this episode um to, to, to kind of continue that um build up to the inevitable um I, I guess climax of the episode. Um so yeah, that was that that was a really, really terrific scene. Um and yeah, Tyrion um uh you know finding finding his uh finding his brother and sister. I mean obviously he loved his brother. Um I think he loved Cersei to a point. Um but obviously hated her at the same time um but I think they had he, a love-hate
0: relationship Nick where uh he loved her and she hated him <laughs> <laughs> yeah there's is probably a, probably a lot
1: going on there um or, or a lot of truth to that I guess um but nevertheless like you know I, I mean obviously he was um he was heartbroken um understandably so um but yeah, I mean, the scene in which John walks through, uh, you know, all of the, um, all of the unsullied, um, and he and he's walking up the stairs. And you posted that fucking amazing shot of Daenerys with Drogon behind her, where the wings come up, and it looks like it's an extension of her. I need her. a poster. Um, yeah, dude, that that is totally poster worthy. That's. Dude, I was, I was like damn dude like yeah that's that's fucking amazing i don't I don't know if I even necessarily caught it in the shot you know um when when I saw it the first time um but yeah it's it's uh it's a fucking awesome uh shot and it's um very symbolic as to her becoming the dragon queen um but uh but yeah so i mean we we get um you know essentially this this rousing speech um and terrifying speech, honestly, um, as far as what Danny has now become, um, and uh, essentially what uh, you know, what she's saying, and the fact that she feels so justified and morally sound in what she's saying, um, utterly terrifying. Um, and I like, I have to think, John. Didn't know what she was saying there. Like he looked like he had like some looks on his face as far as like fear and like what's exactly going on. But like John doesn't, John John doesn't know Dothraki, um. So I I would assume that you know um he he didn't actually uh know what you said he understood one word.
0: Winterfell. When when she said when she was talking about liberating, it doesn't matter from oh, Dorn right. to Winterfell. It went to him, and he's like, "Yeah." I think he just said my city. This is not good. Yeah, right. And like, I don't
1: know what the fuck else you've been saying, but like, I, I I'm not sure about this. Um. So, but anyway, uh, you know, obviously this leads into uh, Tyrion coming out and standing next to her, and this is probably my favorite scene in the in this particular episode um just for me personally like it just it's so simple but it just hit me um where she says you freed your brother um basically telling him like you betrayed me uh you're you're going to die now um and he said yes or he says i freed my brother and you burnt what do you say? And you massacred a city. Um, or, you know, I don't remember the exact quote. Um, but it really, like, hit me. Like, that, that just that, – and, and that's, again, like you're saying, Peter Dinklage, probably going to win an Emmy. Um, yep. Because he just – like, he does so much with, you know, with what he's given. Um, and, you know, when he takes – the the uh, hand the the um, queen's hand pin and just pulls it off and tosses it down the steps and then everybody goes quiet all the all the dothraki screaming all the unsullied um, you know stomping their spears and it just all goes super fucking quiet and like you could just tell they're like
0: whoa whoa you don't
1: do that to the queen like what did you just do um, and uh, you know, she she demands that he be uh, taken away um, and then of course there's the, uh, you know, ending kind of part to that where Arya sneaky as she is um, just ends up being in frame um, I actually really like that shot I know, like, there are some people out there who um, really don't like Arya having killed the Night King and even more so don't like the fact that she was able to get to the Night King. Um, I, I mean, I feel like out of all the things that you compl- c- can complain about via, like, setup, that's the, the the last one that I would, like, look at. Um, but, yeah, so she, I mean, she just kind of appears in frame, and, and again, just planting those seeds of, um, like, you know, with her conversation with John. you know, he's, what are you doing here, and all that, and, you know, Essentially, you know, she brings up Sansa and, like, do you, do you really think, like, Sansa, <laughs> what about her? Like, Do you think she is going to be receptive to this queen, um, especially after she hears what happened here um, and just, you know, sowing those seeds? Um, but anyway, great shot beginning to end, so many great parts in this moment. Um, what were your thoughts on you know, all of these, these, these various scenes.
0: I want to know how Grey Worm learned the art of teleporting from, (laughs) from executing (laughs) the Lannister men to getting in front of Jon. No, I'm just kidding. That's all right. That's not that big of a deal different time periods, but my, this was awesome. This was an awesome scene. It creeped me out. Um, I love the eerie music that they started incorporating. I think I commented on last time for, uh, for Daenerys when she kind of, has her 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 change and and how chilling it is and very much you know a lot of strings and cello and stuff like that uh yeah this this reminded me of like a hitler speech almost or like what was oh apocalyptico when the guy is sacrificing people and throwing them down the pyramid and all the people are like praising him and it was it was scary
1: that's a good
0: uh the the dragon queen visual (laughs) like you said with the wings and just even when she's talking to all of them and she's, all of them are, 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 you know, you have these, these characters, the Dathraki, who are like, basically like Maui warriors, you know, uh, Polynesian mixed with like the Mongols and they're just going nuts on their horses and just, you know, and, and everyone else, all the other forces are, are, are just, it's, it's, it's intimidating. And, like I love that part during the speech where the dragon or where Drogon just like jumps on the roof next to her and starts like you know just roaring, it just really takes the tension up, and yeah, it was it was very Hitler esque. She was talking about liberating the cities by any means. She said that she liberated King's Landing and saved all the people there from the tyrant that you know right. uh, enforced them or whatever, and she killed all of them. She she brutally right. and, and you know we'll we'll get more into how unjust she was during Tyrion and 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 Jon's conversation but women men children doesn't matter we'll liberate Dorne to Winterfell and she names Tyrion's home place like it she's basically she wants to go across the world and take out everyone um and I love what Tyrion had to say she, I I Tyrion was so I don't give a fuck on this it was ridiculous yeah. uh he you know he, he called him traitor he had no more
1: fucks to give man
0: no, so yeah, I'm a traitor. Well, you slaughtered a whole entire city, then throws his fucking pendant, and I thought right there Tyrion was dead. I thought they were gonna, I thought she was gonna get him executed just for when everyone stopped real quick. Um, and yeah. I love how like we'll see more in interaction with them, but John just like she looks at John after all that after Tyrion, and he just disproves of her just with a glance, and it hurts her. You could just tell. And yeah, yeah, one thing I'll say about Arya before and, we move and on.
1: I felt like I got a I got a moment in that scene
0: too that it, his disapproval
1: got to her um, a little bit. But like when they when she just walks straight past him, like I will not concern myself with your disapproval. Um, I think that got to him too. Um, so yeah. it was mutual getting to one. <laughs>
0: Yep. Um, one of my problems with the episode, and there are a couple, I don't think – I understand she's a hard ass. Arya was not distressed enough when she finally talked to Jon. That was right after she dealt with all that shit in the city. I feel like she would be a little bit more wound up. I was aggravated there was no reference to the white horse, that that was just dropped out of nowhere. Uh, but I did like that she warned Jon about Danny, Like, what are you doing? You are the first claim to the throne. You are always going to be a threat. If she figures out, you know, that you're not in love with her, she's going to fucking kill you. And that's basically what she puts down in front of John. And it takes that. Right. And then finally, Tyrion getting his head. I would like, say this. Thing. Up. I would say this. Not if she figures
1: out that you're not in love with her. I would say if she figures out that your love for your family trumps your love for her and your love and your. um your duty over love, if you will, to draw an allusion to the episode. If she figures that out, you're dead. Um, And like, yeah, I mean, that was, that was a fucking great scene. Um, And it definitely laid a lot of foreshadowing um, for, uh, you know, the next big scene. Um, Anything uh, else that you want to touch on here before we move on to um, Tyrion's um, capture and then uh, his, his, just amazing scene with Jon Snow.
0: I'm ready, like a nine-month baby coming out. <laughs> All right. Um, so,
1: uh, obviously, uh, you know, we we get this kind of sort of long shot of Jon walking, you know, through a bunch of these um, Unsullied who are standing guard to go talk to Tyrion. And there's a lot going on in this scene. Um, I think, um, obviously, Tyrion it just feels so much remorse, so much regret, um, and ultimately, um, you know, tells John like, "You know what you need to do." Um, the biggest, the biggest thing that I didn't like about this scene. If there's if there's one thing that I didn't like about it, I feel like they used John as a proxy to defend their that the writers used John as a proxy to defend why they had Daenerys do what she did, <laughs> um, which was like just a, again like a way to cut corners to getting to the end of the the show. So that kind of bugged me a little bit. I don't feel like. I don't feel like what Danny did was in conjunction with her character it wasn't earned. Um I also don't feel like what John said John would say. Um so um I I that that would probably be one of my biggest gripes about the episode. Um but uh but ultimately you know the conversation that does ensue um you know inevitably you know breaks down with you know, John basically being like, I can't help you. And I think the most powerful moment is Tyrion at the end saying, And what of Sansa? What What of Arya? Like, you know, what of them? And, you know, she's their queen too. Is she? Is she really? Do you think Sansa is going to uh, bow to this queen? Um, like dude come on don't don't tell me that i know your sister better than you do um or you know i guess your cousin but you know for all for all intents and purposes your sister um and you know i i love i absolutely love the line of you know uh, at the very end of the scene like we you know um that you know i, I don't remember what it was verbatim but Essentially, Tyrion telling him, You have the choice. It is your choice. And you have to choose for everyone. Um, It's not a burden that he should have, but it's the burden that he holds. Um, And it it definitely cements home their conversation um, that led up to it, with, um, you know, uh, sometimes. uh, love triumphs duty, and or duty um, triumphs love, um, and that whole conversation, um, and way to way to tie back in Aegon Targaryen and and, and um, or Aemon Aemon Targaryen. Uh, well, and I guess it was Aemon Rivers, I believe. Uh, he, he the the Maester at Castle Black was a Targaryen, who um, I think he was the one who um, like gave up the throne. I could be wrong about that. There might be a different, um, a different character, but uh, but he was definitely a Targaryen, um, and yeah, like a very wise person, and you know, um, very much uh, like again tying back to previous episodes, I like that um, previous seasons, um, and just the setup that this gives you. Um, I I, I mean, again, I still think it should have taken place over a lot longer time, but given that they didn't choose to go that route, um, I thought this was one of the better um, scenes and setups that they did utilize throughout this season. What did you think, Nate?
0: I thought it was a very uh, amazing scene between two characters I've really grown to like throughout this whole thing, and they're both You know, I kind of said it last week, they they, they both try as hard as they can to do good. And when it comes to most of the other characters, and maybe Tyrion might have his issues compared to Jon, but most of the other characters usually have an ulterior motive, even if it's for the betterment of anything. And these guys kind of were, especially Jon, the more pure characters. And uh, Tyrion, it kind of sucks that he's basically telling Jon, hey, I fucked up, I got Varys scorched. I didn't realize this was gonna happen. I can't do anything about it, so you're gonna to have to kill her. And I know that you 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 know, you love her. I love her too, but I mean I'm stuck in this prison, I can't do anything. So I, I understood why that had to be and that was I mean, John's just that noble. He understands, you know, the betterment of everything else, what he has to go about. But I love I have a lot of quotes uh written down. I love at the beginning it just starts off with Tyrion going, Did you bring any wine? And <laughs> I mean, yeah, how, how many times have we seen that? You know, I, I think that's actually what he, I'm assuming. He probably said that the first time he met John, uh, at the beginning of it. Um, he asked John if he saw anything in the afterlife, and John said that you know he it was just nothing, and um, you know, just John talking to him about everything that happened and trying to you know not say that Daenerys is right, but but still be by her and. He's like, I chose my fate, but the people of King's Landing did not. And you know, he's like, But we're done fighting, everything's fine. And he was like, Did she sound like she was done fighting? Like, did you know, basically like, I know you heard her say your city, so why are you acting like she's gonna be done after this? She she was rallying the troops basically. Um and he, he he made comment about how how evil and sinister Tywin was and he brought up a, something that just made me – it blew my mind, Nick, where he was like – and it, it's probably true. How he was like, Tywin Lannister was an evil man. Cersei was evil. But the kill count that they had combined wouldn't come close to what Daenerys did in one fucking day. And yeah. that kind of puts things in perspective. And I feel like a lot of this – it's like it, Tyrion was representing was, – was, was talking to Team Daenerys. And he was, like, team, like – even though, obviously, he was the biggest promoter, but, like, you know, she's fucking crazy. Obviously, this proves it. And, you know, John was still in denial about it. So I thought that was – I don't think they meant to do that, but after the conversations that me and you kind of had, but, like, the whole internet has been fucking exploding about, it was kind of like those sides of the conversations. Um, And he just asked them, like, would you have done it if you were – and, and John tried to act like, "Yeah, yeah, I I would have gotten on a dragon. I I maybe I would have considered." C-. No you wouldn't have, John. You know no. that if it was you, and he, knew he you would not There's no fucking clue. And Tyrion, like you said, he loved her too. And he said the love and I love this ending part between them. Love is more powerful than reason. And then John said love right. is the death of duty. And I thought that was such a great right. scene. That's and right. I didn't know I didn't know if John was gonna go and try to kill her afterwards because he really seemed convinced at the end of it, Nick, like I'm sorry I can't do this, but uh, you know, we'll we'll go on with that. But Great Yeah, movie. and I think I, I again that's the line.
1: Love is the death of duty. And that's the line that Eamon uh Maester Eamon um of Castle Black um told John many, many, many years ago. Um and uh and I think Tyrion's retort to it is um very apt um sometimes duty is the death of love um and again, just his his last words to John before john left um you know essentially um very much it it was it almost kind of played to me like. I didn't want to have to do this but like think about your family um like think about what will happen if you don't do this um and I think that was obviously kind of the thing that that kind of spurred him most into action um but anyway um so you know the next the next major scene I loved um with the part where john is walking up to the red keep and drogon like basically wakes up he's like just having a nice little nap and he wakes up and comes up out of the ashes and like looks at john and he's basically like oh it's john all right proceed <laughs> like I, I don't i don't necessarily I'm not tying any significance to it. I just, I just thought it was, it was um, interesting, especially given what John is now contemplating. Um, but so yeah, I mean, we get the scene of Danny. Uh, we get the, um, the, you know, essentially the, the foreshadowing of the House of the Undying from season two, uh, with her standing in the throne room, throne room with it covered with ashes, and man when they sit down and talk to each other or they don't sit but when they when they end up talking to each other you can almost see in her this sort of manic depressive state um that she's now in um how unbelievably upset um and and just in anguish that she was in the last episode has completely flipped. um, Given what she has done, what she feels like she's achieved, what she can further achieve. um, And she's almost on like a high. She's exhilarated. And You know that, coupled with the things that she is saying, um, you know, as far as you know, them ruling together and and essentially like taking over the world and forcing everybody to live the way that they think is right. And John even says, like, what if what we think is right isn't right to other people? like how do you how do we know that what we think is right is right and i think that that was the moment that i knew he was going to kill her was when she told him you've always known what is right that's that's what makes you you and i think in some sense of of a way he was not only trying to um to To poke and prod and and see how far gone she was, but also trying to convince himself that is what he's thinking of doing the right thing to do um and i i, I think her confirmation that he's always known that he was right and that he's he, what he does he does out of selflessness um that's what spurs him on, and I don't know about you, but the biggest thing that I took away from this moment, and particularly later, and we'll get to it when when Tyrion talks to him in his cell, um, is this is the same way that Jon died, and eventually he was brought back, but the people who killed john didn't kill john cuz they hated him they killed john because they thought what he was doing was wrong and they thought what he was doing was going to be their downfall and that i mean that was it it was for the watch um and the fact that he has to kill her in the same way in which he was killed um has to be the killers that he hanged when he came back. Um, dude, that's just – that's going to fuck you up for life. And I wish we could have gotten more of that. I wish we could have gotten more than just a scene with Tyrion and John later as far as how much that would affect someone. Um, I think that's a big part of what you miss in all of this. Um so let's let 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 me let you elaborate before we get into Drogon coming in uh into this scene um and just your general thoughts on the conversation that led up to John eventually um killing Daenerys.
0: Whew. Um I just want to say that I think it's very it starts off the whole entire scene, but I think it's very Crazy in retrospect that we've been a part of this journey for this many years. We've watched Danny do everything she could to get to the throne, to sit on it, and she never even gets to sit on it once. She touches right. it right before John gets there. Very uh, right. chilling in concept. Um, yeah, yeah, I thought that John came out very strong with Danny, you know, Nick, compared to how she's been, you know, very irrational. But he starts just screaming at her. And uh asked asked her to, to give Tyrion and basically she's like, No, not mm-hmm. happening. Um I put I put a note that said Danny is a calm Anakin skywalker. Um I guess that's self explanatory, but um, Yeah. It's she she kind of puts this concept out there that that, you know, they're trying to force good and he's like, Well what is good? Uh, whatever's necessary to force good. And it's like that's the twisted way of looking at it, you know. And he keeps on asking her questions to challenge her theories, like you know, because she's like, "We're gonna rule everything, and it's gonna be great." Um, and you know, I'm gonna choose what you know, what you know, each person or each kingdom does. Um, and he's like, "So, well, what do you mean you get to choose? What if they don't agree with it? They don't get to choose," is what Daenerys says. Right. And she keeps on referencing that they can break the wheel together, but he she doesn't understand she already broke it, but not in the way that she wanted to and this is the way right. the opposite seemed like she projected um but yeah it was it was sad her telling him that you know they embraced they of course kiss before that he said she tells him like you said you know that he's the best person that he's always made the right decision and um Then he says, you are my queen now and always. The way they shot it, though, I will say they got me for a second because I didn't, you know, it it is Game of Thrones. So for a second there, I always thought that Jon was going to go up there and kill her. But then I was like, what if Jon was just being naive and Danny kills Jon to get him out of the way and that's where they go? But, of course, they didn't do that. But for a split second, I was like, wait, Jon killed her, right? And I was like, wait a minute. And then it was like nope, yep, John killed her. But um, yeah, man, quite a scene. The end of the Daenerys, but she was, she was, she was talking about peace, but talking about destroying stuff to cause peace. Very Thanos-ish, right. if you will. Break like everything out, start start anew, and then we can do yeah. it our way. That's right.
1: not peace. Um, yeah, um, like you say, Thanos. I, you know, I would say almost even hitler-esque um and yep. like yeah and and i i never had a doubt and i guess again it has to do with the build-up and the way that they set everything up i i felt i i felt it was very telegraphed i i i knew what was going to happen i wish i had felt more emotion in that scene um like literally when, when he stabs her, I I was I like I audibly said, She's done, son. Like I I just was like, That's it. That's it for Danny. Um like I knew it as soon yep. as it happened. Um and I I would have liked something some way to set it up where it would not be so obvious to me. Um but it was. I, I don't feel like I feel like the only alternate side that you got to the buildup that was going on was John's inner conflict, but they didn't play it up enough um, for me to really second guess what was going to happen. Um, so it wasn't a surprise to me, um, and it, it, it just wasn't as emotional as I wanted it to be because – just because of the the sudden turn that she had in the last episode, and that just kind of lingered with me a little bit, um, as much as I, you know, tried to approach this episode, I'm just going to watch this episode and and treat it on its own. It's still like you can't help but have the feelings that the previous episodes gave you. Um, And, I mean, at this point, it was just like, well, it's so obvious what you got to do, you know? Um there was no ambiguity to it um so i i didn't have this really emotional response that I feel like this sort of climax should give you um so you know i was i was a little i wasn't really upset by it um I was just um indifferent by it um just like yeah that's what had to happen, so that's what happened um so, yeah, um I uh I do um I do feel like it was it was mostly well done um the scene itself. Uh it's just you know everything um that 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 they didn't do leading up to it is is I guess what gets me a little bit. Um but anyway, um so after this emotional scene in in, in Flies Drogon and I, I would I would imagine that I mean in in Game of Thrones lore uh once a dragon uh takes a rider or a rider takes a dragon, um they are very connected. Um, and I I definitely think that's why Drogon could sense that she was gone. Um and so you know he flies up, um, and I, I was it, it was a little sad for me seeing like Drogon nudge her, and and her just lying there dead, um, and um, you know the fact that I I thought there was uh, some pause in me as far as Jon's fate at that point that maybe Drogon would just fucking Scorch him, though I, in my gut, I didn't feel like that was going to happen. But there was some some thought that it might. Um, But ultimately, he burns down the Iron Throne, um, and scoops her up and like flies off with her. Um, I don't exactly know what to make of this scene. I don't mind the ambiguity. in, in this particular scene, like I don't mind that there's not an explanation. I fucking pray to God that there's not an after the after, – whatever it's called where D&D explain the episode after the fucking episode, and they try to explain why Drogon did what he did. Like just please – Leave that one for ambiguity. Don't don't. They got a two hour
0: documentary about the episode in the making coming out next week, so I'm sure they. Yeah, are. but I think it, I think it's more about the the series in general.
1: I don't know, but like you know, they're they're dude.
0: They're after after
1: um, after the show um, things um, piss me off more than the actual show pisses me off. Like um, there there's just so many takes of them being. Saying stupid shit, and I'm just like, dude, you could, you could literally like, chalk it up to so many things, and have people explaining and defending you, and you're just coming out and basically being like, yeah, it's blah blah blah, stupid shit. Um, so, um, so I, I don't know. I have not watched the after, um, after the episode, uh, of this one, but I hope they don't try to explain it because I don't feel like it needs an explanation. You could chalk it up to, John is a Targaryen. Um and you know Drogon uh you know, doesn't doesn't wanna harm a Targaryen. You could chalk it up to um, Drogon doesn't necessarily know that he killed Danny. You could chalk it up to Drogon and Dragons are way smarter than we give them credit for and Drogon knows that the the lust for the throne is what ended up killing her and that's why he burned the throne. Whatever it is that you want to chalk it up to um like uh, is fine with me like i i don't need an explanation there um it didn't necessarily bother me um as far as you know why drogon did what he did um yeah i mean regardless killing johns not going to bring his mother back um so uh, you know I, I don't know i i would like to think the latter that you know um that ultimately um you know maybe on some level he knew that um that that fucking throne uh ended up changing her, and maybe he could feel that a little bit too. That's just what I choose to think um not saying that's what happened um I'm sure d and d will come out and tell you exactly what why it was um but that's that's kind of where what I took from it. Um, but Dan, what did you take from the the you know, the ending of this scene where Drogon flies in, burns the throne and, and, and ends up flying out um with Daenerys's corpse?
0: Um, I I, I the main thing I took out that Dra- Drogon um burns down you know, his fire connecting to the throne was like a wasted drunk frat boy trying to piss into a toilet. Um but uh like I know they were doing that for dramatic suspense to like oh what's he doing with it is he gonna kill John is he gonna and then he finally started doing the throne but at at first I was like what is going on with him is he like he he just like losing control of his fire um I don't necessarily need an explanation but I thought it was kind of fucking weird I guess you can just figure it out in your head but at the same time um all right wild animal, from what we know. He could be an extremely intelligent wild animal. They never really went that much in depth of how smart these guys were. Obviously, they were pretty smart because they could take commands and stuff, so we're going to have to go by it by that. I don't know how he just realizes, though, that she wanted the throne, so that throne is evil. He didn't even see her sitting it or anything like that, unless she was sitting it before we got there. I don't know. I'm just saying, that was, to me, a little bit bizarre. And I think they could have had a really cool visual if he decided to blow fire on Jon, because Jon's a fucking tigarian and should just be able to make it through the flames. So maybe he was like, "Well, fuck," and just takes her and leaves. Yeah, I, I don't
1: know. That that wouldn't be I book canon. I,
0: but I don't book canon at this point. Are we really talking about that? You know, I mean, well, not um, only that.
1: I I, well, here's the thing: like, she's. Ugh. If, uh, just bear with me here for a second within the books oh. um she she survives the the fire at the end of season 1 because not only because she's the Targaryen and and the unburnt and everything but it also has to do with the magic and the fact that she burned the witch and everything else um th- there will never at least i doubt it there will never be a scene where she burns all the the calls the dothraki calls um and survives that fire that that's that's yeah, George R. R Martin has literally come out and said like no she's not she's not completely immune to fire like she it, it was a combination of things that that let her survive the funeral pyre of Caldereo <laughs> um so i guess you could have done that on the show but i i would have i wouldn't
0: i i would have liked that
1: even less just me personally
0: Well, me personally, I wish there was more reasoning between a giant animal seeing that his mother is dead, the person who is actually the perpetrator right next to him, even though he had a great signal or whatever, spent time with him You know, with with John flying on the brother. I thought it was a little bit weak um, that he just didn't kill him and that he just let him live. But we'll get more into people that I thought was really weird let him live uh, probably in a little while. Uh at least dragon yeah. or Drogon is a fucking animal. Uh, I don't know what the hell's going on with Grey Worm though.
1: Yeah, I don't either. Um
0: Well all right, well let's let's get into that.
1: Um oh by the way, uh I don't wanna just jump outside of this. Um, I did think when um when Drogon like after he burned the throne and he goes back to Daenerys and and you know, picks her up and carries her off. Um, I think that was very great symbolism for the House of the Undying where she sees the the throne room, um, you know you know, basically um cast in ashes and then when she walks out, she walks what looks like through the, the wall in the north um, and walks out into it. So that would kind of signify Jon Snow being the one to kill her um, and then um, is reunited with uh, Khal Drogo and, and her child um, in the afterlife. Um, and that kind of um, Drogon carrying her off into the distance away from the throne room um, I felt like was very good symbolism. I feel like they tied that whole thing together very, very well. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. I just wanted to mention that. Um,
0: no, and quickly. I agree, and I will also say that I agree with you that I didn't have any amount of emotion when Danny got killed, but it, it, you put a giant fake CGI dragon, you know, trying to get her to like, you know, seeing what... mom <laughs> Mom, why aren't you moving? And that actually made me tear right. up. Not Danny getting killed yeah, by a sword, that would be but... more emotional than her actually dying. Yeah. And then, and that's, it's, it's somewhat tragic that
1: that's the case. Um, and again, just like the proper amount of setup and 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 tension, um, makes all the difference. Um, and and I feel like we we didn't necessarily get that. Um, but nevertheless, uh, let's move on. Um. So we kind of have, like, a flash-forward sequence um, after this, um, which, again, like, I I feel like this particular episode could have been split into, like, three or four episodes even, um, like, if, if you were to really do it justice, at the very least two, um, because I very much feel like, like Drogon flying away with Daenerys should have been the end of an episode, You know what I mean? Like, that had all the feel to the end of an episode. Um, and I feel like there is two or
0: three,
1: well, at least one or two, but maybe even two or three episodes that could have taken place in between that sequence, if that were the end of an episode, and where we pick up, um, you know, uh, with, I guess the king's moot, is what you might call it. Um, and, uh, um, that, that will always kind of bug me. The fact that like, it's just, there's just so much more that you could have explored and could have done. And, um, you just, you just rush through it. Um, it, I, it, that will never not bug me. Um, we've, we've all seen the meme at this point about Dexter, <laughs> which is fucking terrific by the way. Um, and this is definitely not on that level um, at, at, at all, even close, um, but that did, that did bother me. I, I felt like that, that should have been an episode in and of itself and ended there, and we should have gotten many more episodes before we pick up where this episode goes from there, and we should have gotten many more episodes into Daenerys really dissenting into madness. And we shouldn't have we should have gotten many more episodes um before she decides to burn King's Landing that really sets up her, her her um sort of uh descent into madness. Um and I I I just think that this the last these last three episodes should have been its own ten uh episode um, season. I think you you could have done so much with that and it's 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 um unfortunate that we we never got that. Um but I'll get off my high horse. I don't I won't you know <laughs> um uh dwell on it. Um uh, but anyway, so we get to the King's Moot um and essentially, you know, it's all the the big houses of Westeros. Um, meeting with Grey Worm, who's now, I guess, in control of King's Landing. And he uh, has Tyrion there um, as prisoner, which I don't know why he hasn't just executed him yet, (laughs) Um, but he hasn't. Uh, And then, you know, Tyrion gives this um, uh, speech as far as, you know, um, what, you know, Maybe, well, I guess before we get into that, they're essentially trying to work out how they're going to resolve this situation. Um, you know, Sansa definitely tells Grey Worm like, "Look, dude, like, it's not in the best interest to kill you, kill my brother. Um, it's it, like we got a t- we got you surrounded. Like, you're you, all you people are going to be dead if you do that." Um, and uh, essentially. Um, you know, uh, I, I um, really love the line between uh, Arya and Yara, like the two most badass bitches on the show, short of maybe um, Brienne, um, but, uh, you know, her being like, like, I I won't be satisfied until, you know, we kill him, and Arya's basically like, say that about my brother again, I'll come over there and slit your fucking throat right now, <laughs> like,
0: I was like, yes, my, so kid. awesome.
1: Um, oh, dude, I fucking loved it. Um, but, uh, but yeah, like, uh, so, you know, we get, we get this, this kind of set up and, and everyone's like, well, what do we do? Um, and you know, my, my, my theory wasn't a democracy, but it was like to have all the kingdoms be split up. Um, obviously that doesn't end up happening, but, um, <laughs> you know, um, uh, I, 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 was when Sam gets up and starts talking about basically you know building a democracy, I was like oh that's that's where they're gonna go and then everyone just laughs at him and like, all right, dude, fuck you, fatty <laughs> like, uh, I was like, Well damn, like way to undercut that, maybe
0: we should give um, the dogs a vote, <laughs> yeah, oh uh, will my horse get a vote um yeah <laughs> it was it it was
1: it was played. Well, for comedic relief, I, I suppose. Um, but my favorite part, comedic relief of, of this whole, like, endeavor was Edmure standing up, who we haven't seen since, what, like, season six, I think, something like that. Um, and it's kind of been, like, an ongoing question. Like, when Arya killed the phrase, like, does she let him out? Like, what's going on? Like, where is Edmure? <laughs> um, uh, but, uh <laughs> Yeah, when he when he gets up and he starts talking and it's like clear that he's trying to like basically say like I could be king, right? Like dude, when Sansa's just like, Uncle, take a seat. Just sit down. Shut up. Like it, it very much reminded me of Olenna um Tyrell when yeah. he, you know, she's talking to the to the sand snakes, being basically being like um shut up let the grown people talk here <laughs> like uh and I thought it was um I thought it was a it was a very good ode to what Sansa has become and the confidence that she has and you know the fact that she's obviously not intimidated by her uncle who is obviously older than her and male um, and she's just like, dude, no, shut the fuck up. sit the fuck down. Like, it's, we're not making you king. Like, no fucking way. Um, so I, I enjoyed those parts. Um, and then, you know, we get into Tyrion, essentially, um, his, his spiel about naming Bran king, um, which I am totally fine with. It fits the narrative that I threw out that Bran's kind of been pulling strings all along, um, that he does have some ability to see different versions of the future and how things will play out. Um, and I think it answers a lot of questions as to the people who are like, well, why has Brand just like been hanging out, not doing shit, like sideline, not telling people shit, because like, this is what he needed in order to, to get the throne. Um, and maybe, um, and I, I mean, who knows, but maybe um, in order to secure uh, a very prosperous kingdom for a long time, he needed to be on the throne. Um, uh, but particularly the line that um, really solidified that theory for me, the fact that I kind of got that one right, um, was you know, when, when he basically says to Tyrion, like something to the effect of, well, like, why would I have ridden all the way down here if I didn't, you know,
0: <laughs> if I didn't
1: like know this was happening? Basically, is the way I read it. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, I, I I feel like there was potentially a, not quite enough protest. Um, again, I think it just goes back to setup. There was not quite enough setup to this. These other. A lot of these other characters don't know Bran. They don't know that he's the Three-Eyed Raven. They don't know what the Three-Eyed Raven is. Um, I feel like those are things that needed to be set up in order for this to really pay off and to work. Um, I do feel like um, the Iron Islands, like, you know, just going from we want Jon Snow's head to being like, yeah, we'll let his brother or whoever be king of the seven kingdoms. It, it, that felt a little off to me. I feel like I feel like if anybody they would have been the ones to be like we want our own kingdom. Um we don't want to be a part of your kingdom. Um so I yeah, I feel like that was a little off. Um but overall like as far as just broad strokes thoughts I'm I'm fine with Bran um being the ruler of the six kingdoms. Um I think it does make sense, uh as far as um his story and you know how, how Tyrion describes it and sets it up. Um and I do think he'll be a good ruler. Um mainly because he doesn't um you know, he doesn't have desire, he doesn't have um, uh, 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 passions or, or or you know, feelings about um you know, uh, what is um, going to benefit him at all. It's it's going to be what is going to benefit the realm. Um, so it's basically what Varys always wanted um, in a ruler, um, somebody who is going to abdicate like basically just what benefits the realm, what is best for the most amount of people. Um, And I think given Brand's detachment from, um, I guess, society or humanity, um, he could probably see that better than anybody in a certain light um, simply because he doesn't have that attachment unto himself. Um, So, you know, I'm fine with it. I'm also, I also think it's a, a, smart play on their part to be like hey like yeah let's let's the next time we we when that this king dies we'll all meet back here and find a new ruler and we'll vote on it and we'll you know figure it out um, that's probably better than just passing it on to the next of kin because um, we you know we all know how that has treated us in the past um, so overall I you know I was I was ultimately cool with, with where it all ended up in this scene did have a few nitpicks as far as some of the character decisions not making sense, particularly Yara. Um, but overall, I think I think it was fine. Uh, again, I think that we're – like here we're getting into the epilogue. Like this is the start of the epilogue. And I feel like, um, again, this should have been – like an episode unto itself, and we should have had a lot more in, in, like, essentially in the way of, how is Jon Snow alive? How is Tyrion alive? Like, how long did it take the armies to get there? Why didn't Grey Worm just, like, have them put to death immediately or kill them himself? Like, these are lingering questions that we're never going to get the answers to because – they just left that up to our imaginations. Um, and maybe, you know, ultimately they were just like, it's not important to the story. Um, but it is, to me, like, it would have been interesting to see. Um, but nevertheless, as far as the actual scene, for the most part, I was cool with it. What are your thoughts?
0: Yeah, Grey Worm is terrible at negotiating. Alright, so you got yeah. two prisoners. Now you got now you got no prisoners at the end of it. Wait, what? Right. How the hell did that even happen? But we're gonna give you some island. I forgot I, I forgot what the name of it. was like one that I think I've heard of once on the fucking show. All right. Well no whatever. they
1: they offered him they offered him
0: land in the
1: Reach, which is what Braun now controls. Um but at the end of the episode they sailed to Noth, which is um, uh, uh, uh home—that's where she came from. So, so, he so didn't even take add the, the land. No, but um, I mean, essentially, I, there was a scene that they, they can Yeah, I get it. <laughs> there, there was a scene <laughs> that they had between one another where they, you know, remember when they were talking about what they would do after Danny won? Yeah, the, that's right. The, where you know she said, "You know, I would like to go back to Nath and he said, "I'll take you there." and she said, "You know, my people are peaceful, like they like they don't like they don't fight or whatever, And he basically said, We will fight for them. Um, so I think that's why he set sail to Noth at the end of the the season was he like he wants to honor Masande by going and, and and protecting these people, her people. Um, and so that was fine. Like, I, you know, it was okay. Yeah. But to your point, to your point, like, yeah, terrible negotiator. Not, not, not well,
0: uh, fluent in the, uh, art of negotiation. Yeah, that's why he was, like, in charge of war. Uh, but, uh, also, I'm sorry, I'm going to say this right now. What the fuck, why the hell was Tyrion, who's a prisoner in this situation? I- how is he qualified not only to, you know, give ideas to pick the king, but then to declare him like I just I, that kind of bothered me. I had to get past that, had to get over it, just like the time jump of like how fucking far is this a month ahead? Is this a couple of weeks ahead? Is like is this a couple months ahead, like nothing. And apparently stories, stories, Nick, are more powerful than flags and money. I don't know if I agree with Tyrion on that. Um, I think I've. Unfortunately, seeing the way the world works, and I don't think stories mean fuck well, unless you want to go back to one – I'm not going to even go there. Anyways, um so I maybe, do like the line
1: – I do like the line that he says to Grey Worm
0: as far as he says,
1: our queen once talked about breaking the wheel, and this is the vision. This is how we break the wheel. Um, I did like that. Um, that… Th- I, I do think that got across the gray worm. I do think I at least I think that's what we're supposed to interpret from that scene. Yeah. Um and and, and I I again, like I I I I totally agree that I don't think it's enough to get across that. Again, it just goes down to speeding through and lack of build up and everything else. Um but I think that's what it was supposed to mean.
0: Yeah. I like uh sounds that I thought she was gangster as shit in this. First she's like, Yo, uncle no name, sit your fucking ass down and he's <laughs> I didn't even know who the hell that was. Uh there were certain people and I'm Mere like, Tilly. I kinda remember. One of them one of them was the uh the boy that like to suck on his mom's teeth at way too old of an yeah. age, you know, much older. Very yes. creepy and weird. Uh I realized that. Um but yes, sort of she just she uh she just declare and lets everyone know, like, you know, well, Bran's dick doesn't work. <laughs> I like how she just casually <laughs> brought that up. Uh, uh and, But Tyrion was like, well, that's probably good because, you know, their sons can be evil. But also how she – you know, everyone voted. Everyone was for it. Everyone got convinced very easily, but whatever. But she's not, and she's like, the North is going to be a motherfucking independent kingdom. And I wish she would have jumped on a table and started dancing. Because, like, Sansa was (laughs) taking ass right there, making sure that she's worried about the North, and now she's the queen of the North. And, uh, you know, and I mean, what a weird – brother. You're my brother, but still, I want this shit independent. Like, just pulls a fucking Beyonce, man. You know, shit's crazy. Yeah. But um, Braun really outsmarted everyone. Well,
1: one one might say it was her destiny's child.
0: (laughs) I like that. That was good. Um, Thank you. Braun. Brown, Brown outsmarted everyone, though. I mean, he really did. That's why he's a three-eyed raven because he knew he was going to be on the fucking – well, not on the throne. He gets his own throne because he's part Charles Xavier, so that's cool. Yeah, uh, he, he sits yeah, on the you, all day, every day. You don't give a shit. Every goddamn day. Charles <laughs> Xavier mixed with Dr. Strange because why do you think I came all this yeah. way? Brian, you're telling me that you knew about this ahead of time, you motherfucker. I, I, I'm surprised that Arya <laughs> has not – and I said this beforehand, Aria's attitude seems like she'd be like – she wouldn't take her brother's shit that much. She'd be like, you motherfucker, you knew about this shit beforehand. Um, but yeah, do I have any notes again,
1: besides that? Again,
0: I I agree. I think
1: that's a lot of the minutiae that we missed because this, this season and, and the last couple seasons just lacking all that minutia. There could have been these great character moments where Bran tries to explain to Aria like – this is what had to happen because believe me if if you knew what i knew like you would not want it to have gone any other way um and 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 those are the types of things and moments that we just don't get when you get clip notes versions of an entire conclusion to um a, a sweeping saga you know
0: absolutely i agree on that I think that's it for my. Everything goes on to the conversation that Tyrion has with John, the proposal. So I think I'm done with that scene. Word. Yeah, I'm too. Um,
1: All right, so yeah, let's let's move on to that. Um, Again, I feel like, and I'm going to go back to this, like, you know, for the watch, like when they stab John. And I think you can see that it is just affecting him what he has done, and he doesn't know if he made the right decision. He really doesn't, and I think that has a lot to do with it for the the background. And I, I wish at least that conversation had happened, even if even if it wasn't like I, I feel like it should have been drawn out a lot more. But I feel like you know, I feel like just like him being like you know, Tyrion, I was killed. By my men because they didn't trust my leadership and I turned around and did the same fucking thing and now I'm just sitting here like trying to wrestle with this notion you know I've been sitting here for fill in the blank amount of months or weeks or whatever <laughs> um, trying to really you know figure out if what I did was right. Um, I feel like we missed that even like, I like, again, I feel like it should have been drawn out, should have happened over multiple episodes. Um, but I feel like they missed an opportunity to, to draw that illusion, to, to draw back to that, um, his death in, in that scene. Um, but it did like ultimately, um, like the majority of the conversation that they had um let me let you take over and get your thoughts and then i'll i'll you know jump in to get my you know prevailing thoughts
0: yeah once again terrible negotiating skills by gray worm now he's letting one of the prisoners go negotiate with the other prisoner on behalf of the king that he just allowed to get made right in front of him but whatever we're gonna go past that uh Great conversation with another one with Tyrion and John. Um, so, Bran has decided that, you know, since him and his sisters can't get their way to make things equal, because apparently this matters so much to Grey Worm, we're going to send John back to Nightwatch. And he can't have children, blah, 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 whatever. He broke every damn rule beforehand, anyways. He even got killed. Um, but I did like how he asked Tyrion if it was right what he did. I, I think that was good. And I, I'm glad Tyrion was like, "What we did, we did this together, like we conspired." You're the one who went out with it, but it was my idea. And you know, he kept on kind of harping on that, and Tyrion said, "Ask me again in ten years." Um, not really the greatest answer, Tyrion. Gotta gotta admit. Um, <laughs> Although <laughs> I did funny, I did it? like
1: his line about I did like his line about yeah like fucking couple years of you know. Being the hand of the king, I think I may need to, you know, piss off the edge of the world again, you know, like yeah. again, like that. That was a good, that was a good way to like By the incorporate way, back to their first meeting.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, just like the, you know, do you have any wine, sort of thing. Just callbacks. I love right, that exactly. stuff. Right. Um, exactly. But uh, can I just say that I love Tyrion. He is a very smart guy. He's not as brilliant as he gives off. We've already kind of gone over that. If, 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 if Ron is the three-eyed raven, why the fuck, Brain. of all the things that Tyrion fucked up on, why would he be like, you know what? You're going to be my hand once again. We're going to do this whole thing again. Let's see if you fuck up this time. I just – I'm sorry. I kind of find Tyrion I- underqualified to be the hand of the king. I just I, I will say um, this.
1: Bran, Bran, Bran can see the past, and maybe Bran sees Tyrion as a better hand in. Uh, it, it, with
0: let, him let leading, let me put it.
1: No, let me let me put it in these terms. Bran is Tom, and by that I mean he is Tom from The Godfather. He is not a wartime conciliary. He I thought a you meant from my case. conciliary. <laughs> no. Uh he's a peacetime conciliary. Like that's what he is. He he proved to be really fucking good at that when given that job when when he filled in at at, at that job um at at the request of his father back in season two. Um so Brand can see all of that and knows they're they're now in peacetime, and I think maybe that's. I I feel like that. There's your answer, like because Bran can see the past and can see what a good job Tyrion did um, as, as a peacetime conciliary. Yeah, I mean he could just he 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 can, I, yeah to a certain extent, but I think I think to the more so, he he can see the past and see what Tyrion has done and. Realizes that um, a like you said Tyrion is ultimately a very good human being, um, and B, um, in in times of peace, he's very practical and good. He may not he may not be the best hand for going to war, but he's he's a great hand. Um, you know when you're protecting the kingdom and trying to uh, strive for peace. Um, so I feel like. I feel like that would be the answer in my opinion.
0: I like it. Um, I don't think I got much more. I just got, like, now the whole – the Starks leaving and doing their extra stuff, and, uh, you know, that's, that's, yeah. that's basically with that conversation. Yeah. Um, I
1: – as far as – we get, like we, – we do get, like, a, a, a multiple-ending scenario here with, like – kinda of Lord of the Rings esque with like, is it over? Not yet. Is it over? now? Not no, nope, not yet. <laughs> um, which is fine. Like I I, I ultimately like I was a it didn't bother me as much as the Lord of the Rings uh um the uh, three. Fuck, I can't even remember the fucking subtitle. Uh Return of the King. Um but uh I ultimately I I did, like, when John kind of locks eyes with Grey Worm when they're walking, when he's walking down the street, and he, like, kind of turns away and, and tries not to, like, look at him. Um, I felt like that was John living out his shame for what he did. Um, I totally wanted them to just... I totally wanted Grey Worm just to be, like... Like, I wanted there to be something at the end there, like... Like, gray worm would just be like fuck it dude i'm going to kill this motherfucker now and like have like some fucking square off you know something um but ultimately too. you know i i i just thought it would have been fitting like but like i think in a sense maybe it wouldn't be because gray worm knows he's in charge of all of these different all of these various people and they're going to move forward and 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 you know it, it, it does no good to try and combat the past now um, which would lead me to think that a lot of time has passed between the you know John killing Danny and, and where they were at this point. Um, we have no possible um, comprehension of how much time has passed, but um, but like you know as far as like the the old cliche like time heals all wounds. So to speak, like time. Um, uh, you, you, when when you have time to think about things, you're not you react less emotionally. And even though like you could see Gray Worm wanted to fucking kill him, like he knows he's got a bigger responsibility, um, and he he chose. I, I in my opinion, he chose to honor, honor Masande more than get revenge for Daenerys and to go to Noth and and protect the people um of her homeland and i think that was admirable so i was okay with it um uh, as far as uh Jon's farewell to his his fellow um starks um i i was totally fine with uh, his with Sansa, I absolutely loved his goodbye to Arya, um, and and the fact that she is basically going to um, be a pirate. <laughs> and I, I always wanted the Hound to be with her on this journey, um, but that was not to be. Um, but uh, but yeah, I I do thoroughly enjoy the, the notion that she is setting setting sail uh, west to find out what is west of Westeros um, very interesting to me uh, it, it, especially in the sense of like what these fictional um, worlds are based off um, obviously uh, Westeros being um, mostly england but also just like uh, in general like western europe um and then um, Essos being asia um so they're obviously being like another continent to discover um and, and of course there's there's um uh you know northos and, and and South southos and all that um which would be i guess africa and I don't know what Northost would represent, honestly. Maybe I'll show you. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, there being, like, another, another place to explore. Um, and it, it totally made sense to me that that would be um, what she would want to do, um, given that um, she maybe doesn't have – she doesn't see a purpose for herself in Westeros anymore. Um, and that made perfect sense to me. Um, his goodbye with Bran was just kind of weird. Like, but it makes sense because Brand's kind of weird. Like, um, I didn't really take away much from it. Um, but you were uh, exactly yeah, where
0: I mean, you were supposed to be, John. Yeah, yeah. Fucking weirdo. Uh,
1: yeah. yeah, very weird. Um,
0: but like, hey, like I said, like
1: I do think he'll be a good king. Um, but uh, but yeah, um, that's just my general thoughts on the goodbyes, and then we'll get to um, the the montage sequence of. The very end of uh, you know Sansa being queen, Jon returning to the north, and um, Arya on the high seas. But your thoughts on the um, goodbyes?
0: I loved it, and it really does coincide with the ending, uh, skipping that scene with Tyrion and all of them. But, I mean, this is the beginning of what they said that they were going to do, and you get to see the, the four Starks left. I know John's not technically... You know, one of the the children of of uh, Ned, but you know, one is
1: even he's a though Stark blood.
0: it's yeah. Well, I know he's a Stark blood, but like the the siblings, if you will. Um, right. By the way, even though just obvious, real quick, I I do love that Arya said
1: again, like when she was talking addressing Yara, like talk about killing my brother one more time, and I'll. Fucking come over there and slit your throat. The fact that they still think of him as their brother, um, because he is. I mean, they, yep. they like nurture over nature, and like they, they, he is their brother.
0: Yeah, and all of them get like a happy ending. Even even John, to an extent. And we'll we'll talk more about that. Right. But I loved it. I, it honestly, if they gave us more, this is still the outcome I would have wanted these characters to have at the ending of this. Absolutely. Well, Brand, fucking lose. I mean, you couldn't really. Choose, But, you know, you have Lady Yeah, Brands, queen was, Brands was
1: definitely the one that I was least, like, I was indifferent to. I liked, I really, I loved the other characters' outcomes. Brands, I was like, yeah,
0: okay, I, I'm, I'm okay with it, <laughs> you know? Yeah, and, and like I said, like, you know, I mean, their last goodbye. Ah, the North is free because of you, John talking… And telling Santa she'll be a great queen. I love that, that, that moment. I love that Arya's. is, you know, maybe, hey, I'm just saying, five years, maybe we'll get like a miniseries of what's west of Westeros. I would love that. I would love to see Macy Williams come and play as a character. We don't have to have to do with anything that's going on with anything, Sansa or any of them. Just her being a right. pirate, I would watch the fuck out of a miniseries. Like a six-episode yes. miniseries, give me, on HBO. Doesn't have to be Ben and Wise, just someone. Uh, maybe, maybe a female, uh, you know, showrunner or director can handle that instead, you know, whatever. It doesn't matter. But, um, yeah, Bran says to him, you're exactly where you're supposed to be. So all of this was destiny. All of them were supposed to live out what they were supposed to live out. he has always been the adventurer. has always been meant for royalty. Jon's always been meant to be a soldier. And Bran, I guess, is supposed to be the leader because he's the three-eyed raven. He has the most knowledge out of anyone. So, Right I thought it was a very fitting ending. One thing before we go into you know the breakdown of them afterwards and that one scene with Tyrion, I love that that Brienne, uh wrote Jamie's story uh in the nice documentation yeah, yeah. uh giving him the rest of his his story in there. thought that was kind of very sweet of her, weird that she added the ending, but I think she got it and uh yeah, I thought that was another nice little add on I like that detail i will, I will say this um
1: I think that um it 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 made me not hate her being kept alive' cause i I did not like Jamie leaving her like broken down in tears um like yeah. I, I was like yeah like that's that's fucking weird um and this episode also made me um not uh um you know'cause i i I talked about this with you in in previous episodes. What is Bron doing in all of this scenario? Um like why is he uh even there? Like he didn't seem to really be playing a role and so we do get some conclusion um to his character within, you know, the scene that we're about to discuss. Um but yeah, I, I did love that. Hey, uh uh it's, what are the odds on like uh Brianne having having a little Jamie Lannister baby? Um like I I would say uh pretty good. It, it's at least a possibility. Who's yep. and, and, I, I, I would know, say it's pretty I, good. Yeah, and I I'm confused. Maybe it's Tyrion, but he's the hand, so I, I wouldn't expect it would be him. Like, who's running Casterly Rock? Who's running the the Westerlands. I I'd never caught that um, because Braun is in charge of the Reach, which is the Tyrell's old place. Um, I don't know who's in charge of that. I don't know. I I have no idea. So like I, I don't know. Maybe Brianne's kid can get that um, someday. Um, but uh, but yeah, but so. I, I'm sure I'm sure somebody will will you know. Comment on this pod uh, on iTunes and be like, yeah. Well, actually, it's blah, blah blah And I'll be like, okay, well, yeah, okay, fine. Even though I never read the comments, so it doesn't matter. Um, but uh, but nevertheless, um, yeah. Let's let's move on to uh, the scene uh, with with Tyrion and his new council. Um, and first of all, I love how he just like sat down, and then the, the chairs weren't quite quite straight. And he like sets them up all nice, and then he sits back down, and everybody comes in and just starts throwing the fucking chairs around. And he's like, "Motherfuckers, like have some
0: respect."
1: Like, um, I I just got a lot of got a lot of pleasure out of that little tidbit. Um, but yeah, I mean, I I I loved that, you know, they're just essentially going about their business. Um. I, like I said uh, I mentioned earlier I, I like that braun's story um wasn't like there was a reason why braun was in this season um so that was that was nice to have some conclusions to that and have that tied off um and uh you know obviously um, uh Brienne being um, uh, I, I guess um, uh the the I would assume I I don't think it's ever mentioned but I would assume she is the the um uh, knights uh, uh knight's guard or whatever um you know essentially what Jamie's position was um at the beginning of of the show um and that makes a lot of sense for her um I, and would be something she is obviously the, the highest honor that she could possibly achieve so I I like that she um, you know, fills that role. Um Sam being head maester, um, obviously, uh is is, is nice. Um I, I, you know, again, uh the little A song of Ice and Fire book, um and the fact that Tyrion <laughs> wasn't in it, um was uh pretty comedic. Uh I, I, I thought it was kind of funny. Um uh, maybe a little too on the nose but uh but uh, nevertheless i i was all, i was fine with it um and just the dialogue that these characters share um uh you know whether you know with with the uh, um you know bronze line to davos like oh you're the lord of grammar now too huh um you know or uh you know him being like well you know the brothels like i i, I will uh put 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 some money in and you know, reestablishing the brothels and Brianne being like, oh, well, I think we can all like agree that ships are more important than brothels and basically Ron's like, Well fuck it, speak for yourself there, lady. Like <laughs> um, <laughs> great great dialogue, uh at at the end there. Um very charming, uh and, and kind of fitting for how we're gonna leave this council. And then of course a fucking course we get the um, the honeycomb uh, line one more time. And again, it's never revealed uh, exactly <laughs> what was going on with the honeycomb and the donkey in that brothel. Um, but
0: yeah, very charming.
1: Uh, I, was, I was 100% okay with it. What were your thoughts?
0: Yeah, I love this scene. It's a good way to get things going. I love how how uh Braun when he gets in there he's just like he's he's like there's there's like four different council people that are they haven't even figured them out yet and he's like uh we'll we'll be getting people to you for you to be able to figure out who you want you know it's it's the beginning stages i did like that Tyrion had like OCD and i liked how everyone was kind of like pissing him off by just you know Bron is the master of coin are you kidding me like that's perfect that's awesome i think that's hilarious that he's in charge it's of the separate. money and, yeah. and Davos is master of ships I mean And their Makes camaraderie sense. like you are saying back and forth You know Braum wanting more brothels And he's not willing to help out with the ships Unless they get more brothels And then Brienne like, <laughs> just like not having that um, I loved it. And it But it seemed like like Bran was more Obsessed with trying to find Drogon Which is interesting Which could have had some warging with dragons In the final fucking episode but whatever That would have been kind of cool But we didn't have that <laughs> Um but he course, says he he wants maybe to. maybe that's why
1: Bran uh, or maybe that's why Drogon didn't burn John. Maybe Bran finally warped into him uh right before he would have burned him, burned the throne, picked up Danny and flew the fuck off. Maybe that's maybe there that's what D and D will tell us.
0: <laughs> there, there, there you go, D and D. Thank you for us filling the cracks. Before I didn't mind, but now it's kind of <laughs> getting annoying. Um, but yeah, it was it was a good camaraderie between some of my favorite characters and Davos and Bram. Oh, they're going to be good at their roles. Brienne's obviously like head of the knights, like you said, she's going to be great at that. It's a good council. They need to get more members, obviously. Uh, Brian was talking about that, but he's going to go of the Whispers. dragon. Master of Whispers. Um
1: Poor Varys. I'm
0: sure they I'm sure they can figure out I'm sure they can figure out someone that's like Varus. Uh there's various people that could be Varus in this council of of Master of Whispers. Anyways, but yeah, so yeah I, I, I liked it. I almost kinda of think like with Bran, like maybe you don't even
1: need it. I I feel like he kinda of said it as a joke. Like we need to get a master of whispers because I can't see everything that's ever happened in the past, you know. Like,
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> so yeah, but anyway.
0: Yeah, but um, yeah, that's that's pretty much it. And then we got the nice little ending of a uh, our our montage scene of the Starks and their final. But uh, yeah. yeah, I love that they went back to that donkey thing at the end of it. That was great. Yeah. Great way to close it. Yeah, very very great way to close it.
1: I feel like they lingered on that shot a little too long, like
0: they like
1: like Kirian would have just gone into the story or something. Um, but it's a, a total nitpick. Not not important. Um, but uh but yeah, it it was a fucking terrific way to to close out you know all of those characters. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed that scene. I thought it was great. Um, and on to the mondages. Um So Sansa gets crowned queen, uh, and she gets the Queen of the North chant, which she smirks. Uh, obviously, uh, when Jon was named King of the North, you kind of see um, – I, 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 maybe not I, – I guess – I don't want to say jealousy, but like some amount of envy going on there when that happened. Um, and you get that like little that you know that shot between her and Littlefinger looking at each other in that scene um, back in uh, season six, um, but uh, but yeah, so she's she's basically gotten what she's always wanted, um, and what and honestly what she will be good at. She has proven herself to be uh, a more than um, capable leader um, in, in many different. Um, respects, And so she not only has gotten what she um, has always coveted, but also what she um, has been groomed for um, throughout her life. So I, I like that. Obviously, as I mentioned earlier, I've loved um, Arya, um, you know, Sailing West. Um, we don't get a lot of context with that, just kind of her walking – through the bowels of the ship and then up onto the top of the deck and peering out, um, you know, towards the ocean. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, I think that's a perfect ending for her. Um, you know, it, it just makes so much sense to me. Um, again, I wish the Hound was there with her, but it was not to be. Um, and, uh, and then Johns was, to me, the best um, when yeah. – when, essentially, when they when they were saying their goodbyes, I literally like shouted out loud, like, like, you know, all all of his, all the people who hate him are gone. Like, just let him go with Arya. Like, just let him go with her. Like, let let him sail with her. Like, come on now. Um, but when we finally got the final scene. I was like, this is perfect. Like, uh, I I think I even said like my best hope for John was that he would end up in the north with Torment and Ghost um, to to live out a life of peace, and that's what we got. Uh, I feel like I I feel like Torment knew John was coming, even though it doesn't necessarily make sense that he would know John was coming, but he was like definitely waiting for him there, like he knew he was coming. Um, which again, set up
0: matters. Well, what happened was better. Bran warped into Ghost, and Ghost talked to Torman and said, Hey, John's headed in. Like, and then they went and they met him at the uh, the Night's Watch. There
1: you go. That's it. That's what happened. Um, but, uh, he finally has the moment with Ghost that we've all been waiting for, where he sits, sits next to him and scratches his little head, and it was great. Um, I, I wish there had been some dialogue between John and Torment. It was weird that there wasn't, like even just like a little quip from Torment. I feel like was very necessary um, that we didn't get, um, but you know, I mean, it is what it is. Um, but my favorite part of the whole sequence was when they're walking beyond the wall, and John turns back and looks. Back at the wall, and I had this, like, brief moment of, like, fuck, he's going to tell them, like, I must honor, you know, being committed to the Night's Watch, I cannot go with you, and he turns, turns away. And continues walking and I was just like, Thank fucking God.
0: I would have been so fucking pissed yeah. if he was like, I'm not going with you. I got I got this thing. I got I got
1: this you know, they want me to be on this wall here. It's like dude, like at this point the night's watch doesn't mean shit. So like go live out the rest of your life with your best friend Tormund, and your fucking dog and go meet yourself a wildling woman and that's exactly how I see his future playing out. And it's exactly what I wanted for John, like I didn't want him to be king. he didn't want to be king. Why would like best case scenario for John was he gets to go live out his life with his best friend um his dog, and you know there will be plenty of women that come into his life and he'll meet one and settle down and have some kids and and They won't even worry about titles or anything else. They'll just live a nice, simple life, and it's great. It's exactly what I wanted for his character.
0: Yeah, I just – I thought that they all ended on a very positive note. I I thought that Arya with her travels, you know, we kind of talked about that. Sansa becoming queen of the north and just putting on that crown and everyone cheering her because she deserved it. You know, I think a lot of us wanted her to be queen when they decided to declare Jon as king, um, and uh, I thought Jon, oh man, he leaves the wall with the free folk, as Davos would say, uh, the wildlings with torment, Like you said, finally fucking Pat's ghost, who doesn't have an ear at this point, poor guy, but that was a great scene, and they just said screw it. You know, screw the wall. What, what the fuck does John have to give any type of nobility towards? He fucking did everything the way he was supposed to and lost everything. I mean, seriously, do you think his brother Bran's gonna care if he leaves the wall when there's really no point for the Nights Watch that much anymore? I mean, do you think that Grey Worm's gonna really check up on that shit? No, it's over. The whole thing's over. Right. And his story, his his ending, is 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 starting, and that's that's right. a nice way to go out. It's much better than watching the character of the show become a fucking lumberjack. I'll, I'll tell you that much. Yes,
1: that is very true. Um, and I think, again, it goes back to kind of my theory that Bran could kind of see the future, um, at least glimpses of it and, and different variations of it. And, like, he essentially, like, when, when he decided to banish John to the Night's Watch – but he knew that was the best outcome for John, to disappear, and to go be with his buddy Tormund and his direwolf ghost, and to go go meet a northern woman, a real northern woman, as Tormund would say, and fall in love and live out the rest of his life. And that's the life that John would choose, and that's what Brand gave him. It still doesn't make any sense to me why fucking uh uh Gray Worm agreed to any of this. Like this so let's be clear about that. Um as we've said I think multiple times during this episode, um but nevertheless, I think it was the best possible outcome for him. Like that was that was what he needed. Um what he needed to Essentially, get away from all of the bullshit that goes on in Westeros. All of the guilt that he feels over all the decisions he's had to make throughout his life, um, and he finally gets to gets to be free and to, you know, um, be, I guess, the best possible man that he can be. Um, and it's it I, I thought it was beautiful I, I i very much loved it um and to me like that is ultimately um i couldn't have i just couldn't have asked for a better ending for him. I, I i um that, that was not my favorite piece of dialogue or anything but like just as far as like that's, probably for me that's what like, really set in stone the fact that I was cool with this episode was John's ending and I was just like yeah that's great I fucking love that
0: yeah man great, great way to end it I will say that I love the ending and I loved a lot of the parts at the beginning it just we needed a, a bit more but I guess that's that's kind of like as we close off. That's a good thing to kind of go into is yeah. the series as a whole. You know, I will say that I don't care, even if people had problems you, apparently with the last three seasons. Even though I've enjoyed a majority of those seasons as well. Three seasons. This is one of the. Uh, I've heard a lot of fucking people complaining. Anyways, I mean, if you, if, if you're I, gonna
1: go back three seasons, you might as well go back
0: four. But whatever, go ahead. Either way, this is one of the best fucking television shows from start to finish, period. I'm sorry. And it's going to go into that type of concept, into top fives for a long period of time. I don't think it's as jarring as the ending of Sopranos. I don't think it's as good as Breaking Bad or The Wire. But I still think it's a a great television show that was so cinematic and did things first before many other shows. Maybe not Spartacus and Rome, but – it had that quality but put way more yeah, really special effects and 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 um, a higher budget and just wonderful storytelling that was not only fantasy-based but also within our medieval times. And I think they did a damn good job. Um, I want everyone to note if you did have... One thing I found out from Dennis Zen actually on his podcast uh, going over mm-hmm. Game of Thrones, the last Go, this this last season was George R. R. Martin's idea. Now, whether he decides to go exactly that way about, and he's obviously going to have a lot more detail in between, but he gave the beats of what he wanted D and D to do. Oh, so yeah. if anyone was concerned he, I mean, he that said he had that nothing to do in an interview recently, yeah, and also just realize that some of the writing from D and D wasn't George R. R. Martin. I can think of a minor scene that I found out about that was the meeting between Arya and Tywin, and I believe season three. That never happened. Yeah, that wasn't. So I just want to say that I'm going to praise these guys. That I think they did a great job. I wish that they kind of went different ways towards the end, um, at least giving us more uh, just to be able to be more fulfilling. But I think they had a very large task, and I'm happy and I'm excited about their Star Wars project. If it was me, I would have, if you're going to do this, have the six episodes, but have it end on, on um on her destroying King's Landing, and then shoot us for a three-hour movie that's coming out next summer to wrap up the last fucking episode. We just needed more time. Ooh yeah. Just something. That if would've, they would have done would've, that,
1: dude, that would have been that would have been like an ultimate gameplay there. Like, I I yeah, I, just, I would still just hope that there would be episode,
0: more setup
1: to it, but. Yeah. Give us
0: a filler episode with Daenerys kind of turning dark somewhere in the season, yeah. more so of that, and then have the last one be her taking down it, and then right afterwards be like, "Oh, you thought this was it? Well, come see us next year and let them film a three-hour film to wrap everything up with highest special effects. We could have gotten a lot done there. You could have seen fucking Bran warging and direct- there was a lot that could have been done. But I'm still, I'm still gonna say that I'm happy with it." I'm just not going to act like the ending season was as much as I was building in my head, and maybe sometimes that's not always so good for me to do that. I don't know, but I still loved it. I still love the show. It's one of the best. Yeah, I mean ultimately I
1: agree because, um, like, again, I I don't – and I think this is a testament to George R.R. R. Martin um, more so than I guess the showrunners, but I like the beats. I like every single beat that they hit throughout these last couple of seasons is they just, they, they, they weren't, um, earned enough. They weren't filled out enough to get to those beats. Um, you know, as, as a lot of what I said in, in, in last week's episode, um, of our pod, um, but nevertheless, um, you know, uh, we, we, we got what we got and it, it you know, it, it, it is a bummer that we, we didn't get more episodes to, to fill everything out and to, you know, I, I guess more fill everything in. Um, but, you know, I mean, I, I agree with you. I think the show has been a fucking hell of a ride. Um, my disappointment and my, you know, my, my qualms with this, this final season and, and, you know, maybe going back a, a couple seasons, even back to season five, like, and, and the fact that like my, um, nitpicks have turned into larger disappointments as five has gone to, through eight. Um, all that being said, there's like, I, I saw someone post up the other day, uh, today, maybe, um, that, uh, she was just starting episode three or four of season one and she was like um this is like a post on Facebook and she was like, But I you know, I see everyone like talking so much shit about this. Like, you know, like what should I should I even like go through with this? And I was just like, Dude, yes. <laughs> like it like regardless of like That's what kills any it. sort of disappointment. Regardless of any sort of disappointment that you might feel in the end, you will get so much satisfaction and so much pleasure out of it from the ride. And I think that's what
0: people get. And I think, and I think though, what Nick, if, you, if you binge it, if you binge it – like I was telling a couple of my coworkers asked me the same thing. One's on season five. He's like, I'm doing all this stuff. Should I even finish? And I go, yes. And especially the way that you guys are doing, I think you'll be less disappointed because a lot of us – right? especially – I mean I'm from season four. So people from the first season that had to wait each year, yeah, that's going to be a little bit this sad, you know, I think it's fine. And don't, don't deter yourself from watching this great television show. Well, I guess everyone that's listening to this has, but I'm just saying, I hope that people don't just because the ending wasn't as beloved by a smaller, a smaller minority of people that were very verbal about it. I don't know.
1: Yeah. And I, I, I would say it's, it's a, I would say it's a large minority, if you will. Um obviously still a minority, but a large one. Um but nevertheless like I I I think even those people if if with push came to shove like they would tell you like look like the the first X amount of seasons, whatever wherever they are. There's there's some people who say it fell off after season 3, there's people who say it fell off after season 4. People say it fell off after season six. People who love the whole thing from beginning to end. So, like, there's all variations of, of, of fans. Um, but uh, but even the most stringent of fans, you know, uh, I think would tell you, you you should check it out. And, you know, I, I would totally agree with them. All right. Um, we got about two minutes left. <sighs> If, wow if obviously obviously we got the prequel coming up um and it's it's you know supposedly going to be about the um the uh age of heroes and the the original uh um night knight king and all that um so we're 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 got that to look forward to um if if you could take anything from this though is what i want to ask you. If you could take anything out of where we ended here and follow that, what would it be? Like for me, it would be Aria. I'm guessing it would be you too, um, but like don't let me put words in your mouth. What would it be? Would it be Aria? Would it be John in the north? Um, like what would, the, what would it be? What would you – I think
0: it would be Aria. It would be Arya. It, it would right? be called West – uh, West of Westeros would be the name of the show, mm-hmm. and it would be The Adventures of Arya Stark, and whatever yeah. she decides to do, like I said, it could be a miniseries, could be a couple seasons, whatever they would want to do. I'd be completely down. I love Macy Williams, and I hope she gets a nom also this year. She did an incredible job with her acting.
1: God, uh, she's John, so
0: fucking good. They, they set up Jon Snow, but I don't want that story. I think I want no, my, I don't this need story it. to live in my head. I don't need it. I don't need yeah. Sansa's story. I don't need a sequel to what's going on in Westeros. I don't need a sequel to Tyrion. Yeah. The only thing I would want is a show with Arya. That's about it. Yeah, I agree. I think that I
1: definitely don't want a Jon Snow show. I feel like I got that built out in my head just fine. Um, don't need much with Sansa. I, I kind of would. Some part of me wants a like you know a, a show of. Braun just being like, "Yeah, dude, I like, I, I'm now the fucking uh, lord of fucking High Garden." You know that, that some that would somewhat interest me, but only in a mer- mini series. I would not want it like a whole show. But yeah, Arya is definitely the one. Um, but uh, but yeah, Dane, it's been a pleasure recapping this season with you. Um, it's, it's been a hell of a lot of fun. We got about twenty seconds. Um, you got a you got a, a a pod coming out. What you want to like lay it on us?
0: All right. Well, besides Wrestling Geeks Alliance Wednesday at seven, I got a new show coming out, guys. Called Monday Suck. It's going to take the place of this show at six o'clock. It's going to be starting either next Monday or the Monday after that, and it'll just be a show about pretty much everything with me and uh, Nick a lot of the times too.
1: Indeed. It's going to be a hell
0: of a lot of fun. Full Court Press tomorrow night at 6 o'clock. Be
1: sure to join us then. Uh, we got a lot of shit coming down the pipe for you throughout the week, so check all that out as well. Until then, peace. Peace out.